You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. You are listening to a bonus episode. Um, so my wife and I, Louisa. Hi. We uh, have the new mixer at our house for some testing. Um, and so I decided, hey, this would be a great, great opportunity to give our fans some much-needed respite from their, uh, I don't know, drought of the French press. And plus, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. <clears throat> so, um, today, uh, we don't have Leighton with us. We don't have Ruben with us. Ruben and Theodore are on their trip. Leighton is just enjoying his evening off. And so, it's just me and Louisa here in my office. And that's why it sounds a little bit different. Also, we do have the new mixer um, that we just purchased Um uh, thanks to all those patron subscribers, we were able to um, make use of that money for that. And um, yeah, so today we have, Louisa, what do we have to talk about today? Um, I think we're going to talk about um, our little baby, I think, um, my car trouble, and our canoe trip. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, we are expecting, and it was, um, yeah. Uh, Louisa is due in November, uh, right after. I'm like halfway along. Yeah, she's like due the day after Thanksgiving, and so that's really exciting for us. We're just, um, yeah, we're super pumped, especially Louisa, super pumped. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, we went in for our first prenatal visit, um, and actually got what is apparently a rare treat. This is new to us, so we don't know. Um, we got to see an ultrasound of the baby for the first time. Um, it was really cool. It was um, too small. It was just on somebody's phone screen. Um, so our midwife, she had this thing that she plugged into her phone and was able to use it uh, to get an ultrasound of the baby. And that was just really cool. Yeah, we were not expecting that. Everybody is like, oh, it'll be so much fun to hear the heartbeat, the first heartbeat. And the midwife didn't have a very good, um, I think it's called a Doppler to listen to the heartbeat. And she said she had her her bad one with her. And so it was very muffled, and I couldn't really make out the heartbeat very well, and it just was very anticlimactic, in my humble opinion. Um, but then she pulled out this, um, it just kind of had like a, some kind of like USB connection, or I don't know what, it plugged into her phone. And um, she did like a little portable ultrasound on us. It was, it was surprisingly clear. I thought it was, and that was really exciting because we were not expecting that on our first visit. So we found out that it's not twins. That was the most <laughs> astonishing thing to figure out that day. I think you need to stay a little closer to the mic. Okay, um, like even closer than yeah, this? Yeah, just like, just like be right up against it because oh it's, boy. Just, it's not picking you up like it's supposed to. Um, okay. We're still trying to get this mixer figured out, which is pr the primary reason that we're recording this episode. But we do have a ton of content to share and... Uh, since Ruben and Theodore will be gone on their trip, by the time they come back, they'll have a ton of content as well. And so, yeah, let's get into it. So we're basically, trying to, we're trying to get our content in edgewise. <laughs> that's right. Um, so we're just going to kind of go over our weekend um, as it happened, as all the events happened. We had a super, this past, I don't know, five days have been super eventful for us. Um, and so we'll just start with... 
the car trouble. That's thanks to our new sound pad. All right. Well, uh, the car so, trouble was on Thursday, right? Um, no, I think it was on Friday. Was it Friday? Was okay. it? Fr- yeah, it was Friday. So Friday. Um, so Luis's car has, you know, it's older. Uh, she's had it for a number of years, and it's a, you know, it's almost twenty years old. It's got probably what one hundred and seventy thousand miles on it, maybe. Yeah, it has more than that. It was like yeah. one hundred eighty-five, I think. Okay, so it, it, you know, it's getting old. It's a Honda Civic. <clears throat> But she likes it, and and you know it's a really practical car. It's it's great, or it's been great. Um, so I don't know. Maybe a month ago, we discovered that it was um, running out of coolant, and she actually discovered this when she was driving, and the temperature gauge just went flying up, and um, she ended up pulling off the side of the road, letting it cool down. She had experienced something similar to this before, so she knew at least what to do. And then pulled into a gas station and actually a guy there helped her um, put some coolant in. And we were like, okay, this is kind of weird. Um, Cars don't just run out of coolant like that. Um, So we took a look into it and we figured out that it was a blown head gasket or a leaky head gasket at the least. And so we took it to my brother um, to get it fixed. And he's a great mechanic and he um, fixed it for us. And we got it back, well, let's see, last weekend. So he just had it for a couple of days. Um, yeah, so we got it back last week, I think. Beginning yeah, of last so week. we went on our, our when, what what trip did we go on? Oh, our anniversary trip. We went on our anniversary trip, that's right. And then he fixed it while we were gone. And so then uh, we got it back. And then we were like, sweet, now we have you know a great working car. It's going to last us a long time. And then... Um, Friday. Friday. I got a call and Louisa just told me what happened. Yeah. So I was driving down the road and, um, oh boy, what happened? It was on 20. I forget. What? But why did I pull off? I forget what happened. Something Didn't it just turn off on you? Did it? Oh no. The, um, odometer would blink and the ABS light came on and it blinked and, um, the speedometer and the RPM meter just like went to zero. And I thought, well, that's really weird. Something is wrong. So I pulled off to the side of the road and then um, I called Jeff, but he didn't answer. So I called my brother and then I called my brother-in-law and I was like, my car is running, but these gauges aren't working. Like, is that bad? And they're like, well, I think if your car is running, then it's fine. Just if you shut off your car and start again, and it doesn't run, then you're stuck. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, about then, my car just shut off on its own. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at that point, Jeff called me, and I told him where I was stranded on US-20. I was like um, between, I was almost like, I was going, I don't know, what way is it? East on 20? Yeah. And I was almost to the uh, intersection of 15. So kind of between Goshen and Bristol there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I pulled off in the yard, this front guy, kind of in his yard. And about right when I had called Jeff, he came home from wherever he was. And he came out and talked to me. And he was like, hey, what's wrong? I was like, well, um, at that point, we had figured out that I think in the alternator connection 
or the battery connection or something connection. Yeah, yeah. So you thought it was the battery connection because you wiggled it and then it, it went again, right? Yeah, so he wiggled the clamp. And the clamp, so normally a battery has, uh, a car battery has like a clamp that's, you know, like crimped onto the wires and then it goes around and it has some kind of screw that you can use to tighten it to the to the uh, battery terminal, the post on the battery. Uh, but this car has, you know, seen its better days and the clamp broke in a previous instance. And so we actually had a hose clamp um, attached around Which it. Which had worked for a number of years. Yeah, apparently. it did. It, it did. And uh, looking back at it now, uh, the hose clamp would have still worked. That wasn't the issue. <clears throat> yeah, so but anyways, we thought maybe that was the issue. Yeah, we so thought it was the problem. He wiggled it and then nothing happened. Well, then he went and got his car and jumped, jumped me. And then that, I guess, provided enough power to start my car. But then it ran for like 30 seconds and shut off again. I told mm-hmm. him, hey, thanks for your help. It's okay. At that point, Jeff was like, hey, I'll just come pick you up. We got to tow the car. Um, something is indeed quite wrong with it. So I sat out in his front yard. It was a beautiful morning. I sat in his front yard and he went inside and after a little bit he came out and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and it was bright and sunny and beautiful and um, he brought a chair out. He was like, hey, you can sit over here in the shade. And I was like, well, you know, young people these days, sometimes they like to sit in the sun. And he was like, yeah, I understand. So I just sat in the sun. It was like I said, it was just really, really pleasant. Um, so after a while, Jeff came. Yeah. So I just, um, I left work a little bit early with the intent of picking her up, uh, or at least getting the car started again and see if I, seeing if we could trade vehicles and she could continue on with my car. And then I would take her car to work and trade it off with my brother who would fix it over the weekend. This was on Friday. So we were like, okay, this will work great. Well, so we got up there and I was like, Okay, let's start up. And and we started it. We actually started up pretty much right away, and then it just died. And I was like, man, this thing's acting like it's out of gas. And Luis was like, no, it's not out of gas. I'm sure it's not out of gas. And so I was like, okay, sure. Um, but but we'll, we went to the gas station anyways just to test it or like, to, you know, to test our theory. Um, bought a little gas can, very much overpriced gas can. And $18.99. Yeah, it was like 19 bucks for a two-gallon gas tank. And got some gas, put it in, did not solve the issue. Um, <clears throat> so then we tried jumping it. I was like, well, if we can get it jumped, then 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 we'll go. So we jumped it, and I was like, okay, it's running. And so I was just about, she was just about ready to pull away in my car, and I was going to go to work, and it just died on me again. I was like, nope, this isn't going to work. So we formulated a plan. And I was going to drop her off at our house and then go back to work, finish my day, um, get dad's truck, trade my car with dad's truck, and we would go and get a car dolly to tow her car. So on the way home, we were like, okay, well, we need to see if we can find a car dolly. So we stopped in at a U-Haul on the way home and, and asked them if they have a dolly. And she's like, yeah, we have a dolly, but we don't have a truck. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um... Because I was going to, you know, since it was close to home, I was actually going to just rent um, a truck from them. That's how it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were going to rent a truck from them because it was like so close to home and it would just be a quick trip. I think they charged 
20 bucks for using a truck. It was like not very much money and it was not worth the one hour round trip to our house or to, yeah, anyways, to get dad's truck. But, <clears throat> and so she was like, well, no, I don't have one here. Um, but the guy in Goshen does. And she's like, well, let me call him to make sure. And she called him and she's like, gets done, gets off the phone. And she's like, well, no, he doesn't have a truck. And I was like, oh shoot. Um, well, I'll just go home or go to work, get dad's truck, come back, get the car dolly. And then, um, tow the car to my mom and dad's house where my brother lives. Um, and then, you know, he'll work on it over the weekend. We were just not quite sure what was wrong with it. We thought, well, anyways, doesn't matter what we thought, but anyway, so, <laughs> so we did that, went home or went back to work. I work, finished my work day and then I got dad's truck and we, and headed up, um, and picked Louisa up, went over to U-Haul to get our car dolly and the, the, there was one person there in front of us and they, um, she was like kind of swamped and so she was like trying to get them out of there. And then, um, she was like, okay, well, we'll hook you up. We'll pull right over here to this, this, um, car dolly here and we'll get you, you know, set up or whatever. And she got them going and then she came over to us and she was like, yeah, well, uh, I'm going to need to test your lights to make sure that they work. And I didn't test their lights because I didn't want to spend the time on it, but I, I'm going to test yours. And I was like, at that moment, yeah, <laughs> we knew that something would be wrong. Yeah. We you just knew. The, you need the like noise right now. Oh, the... Um, like, wow. There we go. And that... That feeling. was the feeling. That vibe. Yes, exactly. So, um, we, yeah, we went, she, she hooked up the tester to the truck and sure enough, one of the turning lights did not work. And we're like, oh. and she's like, well, um, it could be a number of things. It could be a fuse. It could be your adapter. Um, I always send guys down to O'Reilly's and, um, so I was like, okay, whatever. So. I was hoping I could get this thing tested at O'Reilly's or wherever I was going. So I went down to, we went down to O'Reilly's, which is like right, like three blocks from our house and got there. And the guy was like, uh, no, we don't have testers. We can't test that for you, but tell you what, you can, you can, um, check your fuses. And then, you know, if you have a blown fuse, you can check here. Da, da, da. And so I was like, fine. So I went home and got our test electro tester, or actually I didn't even need that, but the most used wedding gift yeah, ever. It actually, I use it a lot. We opened wedding gifts and I thought, boring, but it's coming pretty handy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like, did like Darren and Michelle give that to us? I think actually Chris Heat did. Chris Heat. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Heat. Yeah. He probably doesn't listen. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So finally found the blown fuse. There's one blown fuse, got it swapped out. And then, so, you know, we get back to the, the rental place and this was about, um, I don't know, 40 minutes before they closed when we got there again. And we had burned a whole hour, you know, trying to figure out which fuse it was, getting a new fuse, putting it in, all that stuff. And, you know, we got the car dolly, went and loaded it up and we got there to load it up. And, and the car was kind of on a downhill slant a little bit. And so I was like, great, we can use this to our advantage. And so the car dolly works, you have it hitched up to the truck and then there's these ramps that you just pull out and they lay on the ground and then you push the car or you drive the car up on it. Well, the car like, doesn't start. I was like, well, let's try starting it to drive it up. And so 
I turn the key, and what do you know? It started. Well, we tried for a while because we knew it didn't start. So remember, no. we pushed. Yeah. Oh, did did we push? Yeah, we, we pushed because I was pushing, That's and right. you were you were in the um yeah in the drivers like with the driver's side with the door open, kind of steering, and we like heaved it up, and it went like halfway up, and then came rolling backward at a terrific speed. Yeah, it was a little bit scary. It was so a, it was a little iffy. Jeff thought, "Hey, and I'm gonna so, give it a whirl, see if yeah. it." Cranks over and sure enough, miraculously it did. Yeah. And then I drove it up on the ramp and then I like drove it up until the tires hit something. Uh, and then the whole truck like moved forward because the, you know, the car pushed the trailer, which pushed the truck. And I was like, oh, great. I'm on. Well, turn it off, hop out. And there's like this hump that the wheels have to go over in order for it to be securely in place. And so I was like, oh, no. I don't think we too could have got it over. Yeah, and Maybe and so then I was like, "Oh, well, I'll just start it again." Well, then it wouldn't start. Um so the fortunately for us, we we were quite like, "Oh no, we're not going to be able to do this." Fortunately for us, the guy that lived there came out and he was like, "Hey, Same I'll help you push it up." Guy. He's a super nice guy. Um and so he helped us and we like pushed a couple times, got some momentum and get got it over that last hump. Um, and it was a little bit scary because it was like just about ready to roll down the ramp every time we pushed it. And then, you know, you wouldn't have been able to stop. It's a heavy car. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, it's a small car, but it, it is heavy to push up a ramp by yourself. Um, so we got it all strapped down, hauled it to mom and dad's place. And well, we, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So we're driving to Bremen and it's like supper time by now. Oh and yeah. And just all these like. Like, after we had to go, like, figure out the fuse ordeal, and then we had to go back to O'Reilly's and buy a fuse and insert the new fuse and then go back and get it tested and load up or hook up the dolly. After all that, it's like... It was like 6 o'clock. hour later than we had planned. And so it's like supper time, it's late, and we start driving along, and I just desperately need a Reese's Blizzard, a medium Reese's Blizzard from Dairy Queen. And Jeff was kind of hungry too. And so we um, were driving through Goshen. So we stopped at a Dairy Queen in Goshen. And um, we were just sitting in there. We're like the only people in there. And they made our blizzards. And then we stood in there. We weren't sitting down. Yeah, we're inside just waiting for our order to go. And they made our blizzards. The girl in the back made our blizzards and then set them up on like a counter. And then the front girl was kind of like gathering some of our order. And while they were still working on some of like the sandwich orders in the back, she walks over to the counter where the blizzards were sitting and she just like grabs them both and hands them to us. And so that was great because then we could get start snacking on our main dish. And um, we were snacking on it. And I look up and I see this big sign and it says served upside down or the next one's free. And I was like, she served ours right side up and she never turned it upside down. And the, the letters are so big and bold that they beckoned me to see if this was true. And it under, in like a small letters, it said at participating locations, um, only one coupon per order or whatever. So I was like, okay, great. I want to do this. And Jeff, of course, is like a, uh, he grew up with a little bit more propriety and so he decided not to he was just like no that's dumb no I'm just not that kind of guy I'm just like okay. 
it's hard for me to like call somebody out for doing a bad job. And I know like that's, that's even my job at work is to call people out when they do a bad job, but I find it hard sometimes. And this was like the scenario where I was like, you know what? I don't care about a free blizzard that much to even bring it up. And I just like, I grew up calling people out. Like that's my job. And so I, I told the lady, Hey, and you know, I was nice. I wasn't rude about it. I told the lady, Hey, do you guys do this like served upside down or the next one's free at this location? And she looks at me and she's like, has this like super unimpressed look on her face. And she's like, yeah. And I said, and she's like, do you want a coupon? And I was like, sure. And so she gets me a coupon and I'm like kid in a candy store and so proud of myself. So this is what I'll be doing from now on is collecting coupons for free blizzards (laughs) if they're served right side up. Uh, It was a great, it was great. That's great. Yeah. Then we kept going. Yeah. Dropped off the car. Going. So we got to mom and dad's place and we go to drop off our car. And we're like, oh, great. You know, this is just a downhill slope on the back and we'll just push it off. And well, that doesn't work. I mean, I'm pretty sh- not positive, but I but I think that we could have probably driven the whole distance with the car not being strapped down and it probably totally. wouldn't have come off. <clears throat> so I was like, we, we tried pushing it and we were just like, no, this is not going to work. And so I tried starting it again. Well, that didn't work either. And then we we're like, uh, um, we the parking brake. Yeah, we put the parking brake on full blast. But and my parking brake isn't that legit. Yeah, anyway. it's not that great. You park on a hill. And, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then Things we have happened. Um, I started up the truck and just like just took off with the truck. And lo and behold, it didn't do anything. So I was like, oh, no, what are we going to do now? And so then I was like. Hey, uh, we'll do a jump. We'll jump the tr- the car from the truck. No, first you used no, a, no, a lawnmower. No, no first oh, okay. we went. I wanted to jump it, and then uh, it wouldn't jump because the jumper cables weren't long enough. And oh, I yeah. found three pairs of jumper cables in, in the in the barn, and we connected them all, and they still didn't reach. That completely freaked me out. Jumper <laughs> cables freaked me out. And so. Um, then I was like, okay, I'll get the lawnmower and I'll try to pull it off. And so we took a ratchet strap out of dad's truck and hooked it up to the lawnmower and tried to go and spun tires and spun tires and spun tires on the lawnmower. I was like, okay, I'll just get some speed here. And so I got some speed and pow, the ratchet strap just snapped. Um, so, and then I tried it again and it broke again. So the ratchet strap broke twice like ripped a piece off of it. <clears throat> and I think I have a video. No, Luis has a video of yeah, that. Yeah, I have a video. Yeah, we can um, see if we can post that. I don't know if it's recoverable or not. It was on WhatsApp. And anyways, um, so after that whole debacle, um, I finally was like, you know what? This lawnmower has a battery in it. And so we ended up using the lawnmower to jump the car, drove the car off. Um, while it was still hooked up to the lawnmower because I wasn't sure if it was going to work. Um, <laughs> at this point, I, we had figured out that, pretty much figured out that it was the alternator. <clears throat> like, pretty much guaranteed that it was the alternator that was going bad. And so, um, yeah, I wasn't sure about leaving it running without, because it wouldn't run even by itself without um, being hooked up to the battery or being being hooked up to a jumper cable. And so... Um, it started the car... 
Yeah. But then he was backing the car off. And it takes a tremendous amount of revving to... Well, to, there to, was like a, a, a two or three inch ledge that I had yeah. to drive up over. And so like to back a, it off, like he had it in reverse and then it just took a tremendous amount of revving to even get the mower or get the car off. And then, you know, once you have that much revving and then you start actually rolling off and then you have a tremendous amount of speed. And remember, the bumper cables are still connected to this lawnmower. The jumper Anyhow, cables. Yeah. So he was able to stop the car halfway down the ramp, get off, unhook the jumper cables. I should have been helping him, but like I said earlier, jumper cables freak me out. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> so anyways, we got that done and then, um, <clears throat> we had planned this camping trip, um, for Luis's birthday actually is, uh, is it was going to happen around her birthday and it never happened because of, of COVID beginning of May. Yeah. It wasn't no, not COVID. Be, not because of COVID. It just didn't work. It didn't work out. And, uh, see, I was trying to be, um, legal um, and there are laws about where you're allowed to camp along. It's supposed to be an overnight canoe trip. This was my dream. And there are laws about where you're allowed to camp um, along a river and obviously private property and government land and blah, blah, blah. So I basically came to the conclusion that we have to find people we know that we can ask if we can camp on their property. And they have to obviously live along the river that we're canoeing. So... That took a little bit of time, but then I remembered a dear couple from my old church, uh, Bill and Marilyn Miller, and I thought, hey, they live along the Pigeon River in southern Michigan, straight north of Shipshawana, and um, my parents, or my mom, lives like a mile from their house, or yeah, about a mile from their house, and so... I thought, oh, that would be a great neck of the woods. My family could, like, drop us off in the river and then pick us up the next day when we're done. And we could camp on Bill's property. And it would just all work out perfectly. So I planned the trip and bought the food and packed most of, most of the stuff. And then Jeff helped me. And we set out. Yeah. And uh, we um, borrowed Dad's truck again and used it to go pick up the canoe. Oh, by the way... um. In case you're wondering what this clanking of plates sound is, uh, we're enjoying some uh, freshly baked uh, mulberry and blueberry turnovers. They're and super delicious. They're fantastic. Except Jeff is kind of a extra cook, and he cooks with um, flambéed, flambéed whiskey. Yeah, so you pour whiskey and then you burn the alcohol off with fire. And so it's just got like a little bit of a undertone to it. And I apparently don't love the undertone of Jack Daniels. So <laughs> they're good. They're good. We'll leave it there. <clears throat> uh, anyways. Um, so, yeah. So we um, used dad's truck, went and picked up um, a canoe from a friend of a couple that we know. And a really nice canoe. It was It was a plastic canoe. And it was just nice and lightweight. Um, had really nice seats. They had these like um, seats that um, you sit on. It was like a cushiony thing that strapped down to the canoe seat. And you sit on it and then there's a back to it. And the back is like attached to the seat so that you can like lean back against it when you're paddling. It was very nice. Um, they were brand new. They had just bought them and never used them themselves. And they're like, hey, you want to use our seats? Yeah. Well, super sweet of them. Their canoe was like a really nice canoe and it was mm -hmm. in really good condition. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's like really nice. And so Which we kind of freaked me out because <laughs> Yeah. I clearly like old cars as you can tell. So we we went to a place about um uh, what do you say, four or five miles upriver of where your mom lives? Well, of Bill's or of mom's? Of your mom's house. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, I, I don't think it was much more than that. It's hard to measure uh, no, river mileage. Yeah, no, it wasn't river mileage. It was just by okay. land. By land, yeah. By land, it was about four Very or five miles. Twisting and turning. <clears throat> and so. Much more river mileage than we, that. Uh, yeah, we, we pushed into the river, loaded everything up. Um, we had a cooler. We had two bundles of firewood. We had. Um, a, uh, a bag with stuff bedding. in it. We had bedding. We no, had it was a bag a with bedding and then a ba- uh, like a basket with stuff. That yeah. was it. <clears throat> yeah. And a, a tent and hatchet and all that stuff in there. Um, and we go paddling off down the river. And, and for the first while, it was great. Um, we were just really having well, a great old time. For the first, like, in the within the first minute, we almost tipped. See, well. uh, uh, Jeff and I are pretty competent canoers but we're both just a little bit well i'll speak for myself i'm a little bit hard-headed and oh we're both a little bit okay and um like we were i i have never gone on an overnight canoe trip so i've never had my canoe so loaded with stuff so it's two adults that weigh a decent amount and then a bunch of stuff and so our canoe was super low and apparently i guess a low or filled canoe can make it just extra tipsy and so the river was pretty high. It was pretty fast. That uh, region well, had gotten and, and a it lot was, of rain. And it was like um, the weight was like all the way across the canoe. It wasn't right in the middle. Um, so, yeah, there was, yeah. Anyhow, so within the first, I don't know, five minutes, we uh, ran into a log at a high rate of speed. Um, and I'll tell you why there was a log across the river later. But, um, and it, that was one of two times that we came very near tipping. And obviously that kind of, jolted us to our senses and we're like, okay, we're going to have to do a better job and work together more. And so, yeah, we did. We did work mm-hmm. together more and we learned better teamwork. I like yeah. to say that the camping trip was cheap marital counseling. Yeah, if you guys um, need some marital counseling, go on a go on a canoe trip together uh, overnight. It's, it's, great. it's great exercise in... Um, we, we had a lot of fun, but it is good exercise in patience with each other and like teamwork. Especially teamwork because... Especially when a tornado has <clears throat> gone through the area of yeah. the river and has well, felled we, we logs. Didn't, we didn't get there yet. Okay. So we're going down the river and we know Caesar. that there's like a split coming up. All right. So we looked on Google Maps and there's a split and it was a two-way split. And the one way looked like it was a dead end and the other way was straight through. And so we get to where we're pretty sure like the, the river wide off. And we're like, oh, here's the split. And then we, we, we were following along on Google Maps. This is right where we were. <clears throat> so we took the left fork. Well, unknown to us, the river on the right-hand fork split again. And the left of, or the middle of those three forks was the one that was shown on the Google Maps that we wanted. And we figured out, well, let's see, we, we were going down river and then all of a sudden it was just logs everywhere babe it was like that like there were lots of fallen logs like everywhere like yeah but it wasn't near as bad up to up to that point my my cousinhood canoes like twice a year like for years and years and years and like we're big canoers we've canoed lots of different rivers and lots of different times and i have never 
had to maneuver around so many fallen trees. Like, it was insane. It was insane already. But anyhow, then we get to this little fort. Yeah. Well, and, and up until that point, like, it hadn't been that spot where it was really windy. And so it was yeah. like we had, we had to move maneuver around logs. Yeah, yeah which is but, fun. But I think I think it's fun to have something the, to maneuver around. For the most around. part, we just you know we we you know passed by on the right and left, and we knew a storm had come through recently. Well, anyways, and then we get on this little left hand side, and it was a we we discovered about halfway through. Well, just the, you said the river you knew, wide, and then you it knew went right back away. <laughs> well, pretty much right away, but 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 hang on, we. I knew after we had to pull the canoe out of the water to go around a log. And I was like, this three times is really small. We didn't do it three times. We did. We did it twice there. Oh, we did it somewhere else then. Yeah, we did it we somewhere else. We had to portage a total of three times. Yeah, but we did it twice in this little stretch. And the stretch was about half a mile long. And it was so bad. Um, and, and a lot of these logs were old too. And the river was a lot smaller there. And I was like, there's no way all the current of the river that we were on is going through here. So yeah. we, there's got to be another flow somewhere. And it, it, was just, it was just log after log after log. And we finally got through this little stretch and back onto the main river. And I was like completely exhausted. Oh. And I was like, we are not yeah. doing that again. Well, I didn't catch on. I thought this was just the river. And I thought, man, we still have a long way to our camp spot. And... um. And Jeff was like, I think we were almost out of the kind of little offshoot part of the yeah. river and almost getting ready onto the getting onto the main river. And finally, I ventured to be brave enough to say, I wonder if we weren't on like a little, you know, side river. And Jeff was like, yeah, I've known it all along. I mean, this can't be the row river. And I'm like, I'm glad you didn't say that earlier because <laughs> I was pretty I was getting kind of depressed at that point. It was hard work. Our canoe yeah. was heavy. And, <clears throat> and, and and Luis is pregnant and, and you know, we had to which I, pull the canoe out and carry it yeah. over fallen logs in the woods. Which um, like I'm feeling great and I'm fairly capable, but still it was just extra exhausting. Yeah. Um so we got back on the river. You got poison ivy. Yeah, but that's not till later. Okay. Later. Coming soon. You don't know. How to, I don't know how to tell stories. You don't know how to tease out a story. Anyways, no, this is fine. I did get poison ivy. I don't get poison ivy. And anyway, so we get down the river and we get to a spot where we're like, and this was maybe two thirds of the way um, to where we were going to camp for the night. We were going to camp on a friend's property. And then um, we were planning on going about three miles the next day. Um, two or three miles, two and a half miles, maybe, but not, not river miles, but like on, you know, by land or whatever. And so we, yeah, we, um, get to this spot and we looked at the woods that we were going through and there had very obviously been a small tornado gone through there because there were just trees twisted off and multiple trees in the water of that one spot. Some, some of them even pulled out by the roots and just laying across the water and, at this point, the, we were like, okay, this is bad. Like, the logs were bad. You you literally, like, you would just, you would look ahead and see some logs across the water. And there'd be a tree going one way and then a tree going the other way. And you'd be like, okay, can we make it through here? Yes or no. And then usually there'd be, like, a little spot where you could either, skin, like, squeeze right through in the middle. Or you would have to go around all the way to the right side of the river on one log and then, like, paddle backwards a little bit upstream sideways. to 
yeah, sideways across the current to get around the other log. And it was just freaky. Well, and if you think about it, the logistics of a current, um, like I said, the water was high. The current was pretty fast because yeah. of all the rain. And then there's all these fallen logs that are hindering the current. And so when you got to those like little crevices that would pass through, there was a decent current going through. And so there was. your canoe would, I mean, you have to line up straight and then your canoe is going at a pretty steady clip. Yeah. And if you hit something broadside, like that was our second almost tipping point was um, just <clears> a current <throat> sweeping us. And then it turned us uh, broadside against a log and like that yeah. almost turned us over. And so, then uh, at one point going through there too, like, we slipped through, we, we came around that little S, we, we went around one tree, around another tree, and then we were going through that spot, and there was a branch hanging down, and Louisa went around the branch, but the branch was coming right for my head, <clears throat> and I literally, like, it was coming so fast, because the current was just sweeping us along, and I was like, I, there's nothing I can do except for grab onto this branch and shove away from it, because I couldn't even duck, because it w- I would have hit myself in the head by ducking, like, it was that close by... By the time I realized what was happening. Um, and children, this is why you don't have long hair like Absalom. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we almost tipped then too because um, like me grabbing onto that log pulled the back end of the canoe way down in the water and like almost, it was about an inch from water pouring in, which would have been a catastrophe, uh, especially there. That's still an adventure. Yeah, so we we were dodging trees and dodging trees, and we were like, when are we going to get here? And we, we were like, okay, it's getting kind of late. It took us about, um, it was a five, five and a half hours, I think, to get to our campsite. And it was like, that's not normal. It, we nor, that that yeah, trip would have normally taken, you know, if the river were clear, it would have taken about three or four hours. Probably it, four. Probably four. Three and a half, four. Yeah. And... Anyway, so we get to um, the people's house, and we're like, oh, yep, this is their house. And we um, plowed up. We weren't sure where we were supposed to stay. We knew that they owned some woods. So we plowed up onto the bank. Louisa hopped out and was, you know, went to the house to see if they were there, to see where we should camp. And they weren't there, and so... I also, like, like, scouted out around the house yeah. area. But their house is... They have, like, a log cabin, and it's actually pretty close to the river. So mm-hmm. it wasn't... There wasn't a super private spot, and... I really wanted it. Well, to and their be property private. is kind of long, yeah. And so, and 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 the river like goes lengthwise with their house, um, and then it bends around. And so, like, there was a spot, you know, three hundred yards into the woods, uh, where the river actually started to turn. Then, and so we had you know plenty of room back in the woods, and so we went back and hunted at, hunted around a little bit and found a really nice spot by the river. Yeah, the thing about this area of the river was, like I said, the river was super high. And so all the rain had like, it's already kind of like low ground. And so it had turned, all the rain had turned it into a marshland and uh, the river was also super high on the banks. So it was just very wet. So we got out a couple times and kind of looked at the land, but it was just always a little bit too wet. Well, mm-hmm. Jeff, um, we wanted to be conscious about staying on their property because this is the whole point anyway. So yeah. And their property was, was long, but it was kind of narrow. So Jeff looked up. Um, what, what app were you, you just uh, the, the county GIS website? Yeah. So he's just looking up property lines and we found their property line and we're like, okay, this is the property line. Um, and so we scouted out, we, we beached and then I scouted out one last kind of little area right before their property line ends, according to the map. 
and uh, it was a little bit of a, a high ground and there was like a high ground right beside the river and then um, kind of like a nice beach area that was dry and there was a lot of uh, a lot of the the their property line had like or the property along the river had like tall grass like chest high grass and this area was had no grass and it was really flat with um kind of high and flat with like dead leaves all over the ground yeah. so it was like a perfect place to mm-hmm. to pitch camp the ground so, was a little bit spongy it, but it was but it, it was, was but it was nice yeah and there were some trees there and everything it was just super close to the river and i just loved that feel that's exactly what i was going for i was like this is the perfect spot so we um beached the canoe and got out and um then we ate because we were like superbly hungry. We were very hungry. This was, we didn't eat lunch and this was like seven. But we did snack eight, on the seven river. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Yeah, we did a little bit. We did snack a little bit. But snack between logs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty close to eight o'clock and um, we hadn't, yeah, we hadn't eaten supper at all. Um, and so, yeah, we were, we were hungry and we'd been canoeing this whole time. So it was like very draining. And so we set up our little camp, um, got a fire started um, pitched the tent, uh, hung our hammock. The tent was like, I kid you not, 10 inches from the water. Yeah. And there's like this like stones and like branch in the water and the water would like ripple around it. It was the most romantic setting <clears throat> ever. Well, and so this is July 4th weekend. And so <laughs> we we ate our food and, and, and then decided to, um, you know, just sat around for a little while and then... Decided to go to bed. You set up right. the hammock. Yeah. You brought the hammock along. Right. Uh, and then right about when it was, you know, starting to get dark, we decided to go in the tent. So um, we climbed into the tent and... You need to tell them what our tent is like. Yeah. This tent, uh, by the way, we are now, we're, we're now officially done with this tent. This was the last Jeff is voyage so of the tent. Uh, this tent is super small. Uh, I think it's 75 by 73 two or something like that very small um feet or inches inches yeah inches and uh we brought we got some some camping like some sleeping pads for putting underneath um sleeping bags and they're actually really nice they're comfy it's our it's marriage like a, it's like a really short air mattress it was our marriage compromise that, yeah. that way jeff goes camping with me <laughs> it's a great idea if you are struggling in your marriage one person likes to rough it a little bit more, then you have to find a middle ground and then pay the money because it's worth it, I promise. <laughs> well, and these things weren't even that expensive. They were like 30 bucks. They're so, great. And, and yeah. like, I honestly They're sleep very better on them too. Yeah. So so we set them up and then, um, yeah, just about ready to go to sleep. And, and this is getting, you know, it's getting dark. It's July 4th weekend and the war starts. And I tell you what, like... So we live in town and we're like, man, the fireworks are just bad in town. And they are. But I just always forgot how bad it was out in the country, too. And it was just nonstop fireworks um, from from about 9.30 p.m. until probably 12.30 a.m. And Louisa can sleep through that stuff. I can't. And so I I got very little sleep that night. Yeah, I slept really well. I was pretty tired, so I just fell asleep right away. And like I said, the river was just such a great ambience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing about the tent, the actually the worst part about the tent is that it has no ventilation. Um, yeah, even the screen, stuffy. there's a screen on one side of it, like where the door is. You can open the flap and the, and the door is a screen, but there's just no air movement at all. And it just, 
traps heat and it was very, very stuffy. And the tent is like, I don't know if you guys are good at visualizing like how big 70 whatever inches by whatever inches is, but it's basically like me and Jeff, like decently average sized human beings. Um, and like if one of us rolls over, like you actually hit the other person. Like it's like, it's like the width of a queen size bed, but a little bit shorter. I isn't think that wide. Yeah, I think it's that wide. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's not quite it's that, that wide. maybe it's not quite that wide. Anyhow, um, but it's adorable. If you stretch out full, like if I st- I'm I'm five ten, and if I stretch out as far as I can, you can't. I my f- head and feet hit the tent. It's that small, and plus there's no ventilation. And anyways, so so we agreed wait, that we would think buy you could stretch out. I don't think I could stretch out completely. Yeah, you can if you like you push sideways. into the if you push into the tent. Like the tent goes like we bows out. We should have sprayed our, our feet and ankles with off and then like zipped open the stick them out the zipper and then yeah. zipped it back. Because we, we thought, well, we had, had great we had great ventilation if we opened the door, like took the screen away, but then the mosquitoes would just come in. And they weren't even that bad, but they were just bad enough that you couldn't really sleep very well. And yeah, so anyways, uh, didn't get a whole lot of sleep. And, and, and at this point, when we had stopped at the campsite, we were like, there is no way we're going two and a half miles tomorrow morning. Uh, we're, we're just we're just done. Like, it was fun, but we're done. Well, not done. We're like. Well, the, I mean, we're, we're like, we're just done. not going to we're just not going to go all that distance tomorrow. And so we had uh, a time crunch to have the canoe back by yes. two o'clock. Yeah. The owners wanted it back by two o'clock. And um, we ended up with our alter, alter, altered plans. We ended up getting the canoe back to the house at one o'clock. Yeah, so I'm so glad it, we it was, did what we did because right. yeah. we wouldn't have, um, we wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. So, so we canoed downriver in the morning. We we broke camp. Oh, first of all, we didn't get any breakfast. Um, we woke up with the sun. Yeah, and and there had been kind of a fog. It was beautiful um, over the over overnight. So yeah, it was really nice, but everything was just kind of damp, and the wood would just not start. It w- it was already like questionably dry wood to begin with, and then we could just not get a campfire started. I got a nice flame going about two or three times, and then it just died. And so we were like, nope, can't do this, and just ate a granola bar, one granola bar each, and we're like, we'll eat when we get home. Well, I had fruit and stuff. Yeah, we did have some cherries and stuff, but it was like... It was a relatively meager... A continental breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in the canoe and we start going downstream. And this is where the trees were just... I, this was the worst section of it all. Like, I, there weren't any spots where we actually had to get out. But there was just tree after tree after mm-hmm. tree after tree. And it took us a whole hour to go that... Uh, it was about three quarters of a mile, maybe a mile by land... And it took us a whole hour to get down it, and it was just like a lot. Of, yeah, almost a little bit more than an hour, didn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was. It. So, but then, anyways, we we got back. We, we were really glad when we saw the um, bridge for the road we were getting out. Yeah, at. we're like, yes, we're ready. We're ready to get out. Yep. I we missed the important part about the bandana and the firewood. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't. We because that didn't matter until well later. This, the, in the morning, when we were like breaking camp and headed out, I I see this like 
bandana. Well, we, we saw had, the bandana we there. We saw the bandana the night before. And, and it we was thought like, it was just a property line. Yeah, it was like right where the Google Maps, or not Google Maps. Ugh, yeah, it, yeah, it was right. It was right where the property line was on yeah. the website that Jeff has been looking at. And so we thought, oh, this is the property line with the bandana. Cool. The next morning, I wake up and I see the bandana with the, the red bandana with the, um, with a, a kind of, just like a little stack of firewood beside it. And I thought, that's interesting. This must be like the other people's property and they come out here and like have a campfire or whatever. And so that's all I thought. Um, and then that night um, around the campfire, I had sent a, um, a picture of us by like the campfire. This was, the, this was Saturday night. Yeah, the night yeah. before. I had sent a picture of us by the campfire and I sent it to my family chat and I had said something about good night from the middle of nowhere or something reveling in my little rugged side. And uh, one of my sisters replied, and I didn't see this till the next morning. And she was like, yeah, Bill and Marilyn told us that you're actually not on their property and you're on the neighbor's property. And then I felt bad because we had tried so hard to like. Yeah, to stay on their property. To stay on their property. And then here my sister's like, yeah, you're not actually on their property. I was like, how do they know where we are? Did they come searching for us? Like who disclosed our location? I felt very betrayed. And so that that morning I got the text and then I saw that little pe- that little stack of firewood and I saw that bandana and and we were actually just like a little bit this side of it. Yeah. A little bit Bill's side of, of that of that bandana and mm. firewood. And so we still didn't really understand what it was. Anyhow, so I kind of I was kind of bothered. I was like, man, we tried so hard and here we're still on the neighbor's property. Still wasn't sure how they knew that. So we got out canoed the rest of the, the morning um, mm-hmm. and got out at the road. And um, it was the worst place to get out of oh, the river. It was, it was terrible. There was not a, a beach or a bank or a slope. It was yeah. just kind of this like cut off. It was kind of like... like uh, you had to like jump on branches you had to, before like, you got step, to the land. Yeah, you had to step up about a foot onto the land and then drag the canoe loaded down with stuff for about 50 feet like to get out high, to the road. Grass and the, in the and grass and raspberry, oh. raspberry, wild raspberry yeah. bushes. And... It was so tall and so prickly. Anyhow, it was kind of a decent tramp all the way up. So I took, I think, one handful of stuff up to the road, and then I came back down, and Jeff and I kind of pushed and pulled and heaved the canoe just full of all the stuff. We thought that would be simpler. All the way up to the road, and about right then, my brother comes with the truck to pick us up. So it was perfect. Yeah, yeah it was perfect. He helped us, you know, and, and then you know, load the canoe up, and then we went home, cleaned up, showered, took the canoe over. Then we went down um, to mom and dad's and traded the truck for Luis's car. Oh, Luis's we, car we was missed fixed. what Wilbert told us. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then... So my brother Wilbert came and picked us up. And then we told him, hey, we got this message that we weren't actually on their property. No, but no. I, I think he was like... Did he bring it up? I think he was like, hey, did you guys enjoy uh, the, the little spot that Bill prepared for you? Oh, yes. That's what he said. Yeah. See, he's Bill's very dear friend. Yeah, and, and, and so, so apparently Bill had, um, we were actually on Bill's property for the night. Yeah, we were, but Bill had found a, what he thought was a better camping spot, and it was on his neighbor's property, and he'd asked his neighbors if it was okay if we camped there, and they're like, sure, we don't care. And so he had apparently hung the bandana and placed the firewood in this yeah superior <laughs> spot, and I loved our spot. I think our spot was superior, but whatever. Anyhow, and he had prepared the spot for us and carried out firewood 
And we probably could have made breakfast over the yeah. fire if we had had mm-hmm. that firewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just didn't know it was ours to use. And so I guess that's what my sister had meant when she said that we weren't actually on the property. But then we actually were because we weren't actually where we were supposed to be. That makes sense. But we were where we were supposed to be. Where <laughs> we were supposed to be. Yeah, It's exactly. very complex. Uh, uh, so if Bill, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for all your hard work to make us a perfect little <laughs> spot. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. We clearly so, don't know what red bandanas mean. Well, yeah, it was it was really interesting. If we would have thought just a little bit, we would have been like, oh, yeah. If we would have gone down to the red bandana instead of being so conscious about staying on Bill's property, we would have seen what would have gone on. We probably would have figured it out. But anyways, long story short, um, we did have a good time. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, anyways, then, then Sunday we went and picked up Luis's car, traded it for the truck. Uh, her car was fixed. My brother had replaced the alternator, and the alternator was bad. And then um, it was running, drove it home, and then uh, Monday. Um, Jeff made key lime pie that night. Yeah, I made key lime pie. We were, so just, we were just so hungry for key lime pie, and so I just made a no-bake Turns key out lime pie. husband has more pregnancy craving, cravings than wife does. <laughs> well, I... Usually I suggest uh, making some kind of food and Luis is kind of like, ah, oh, but then it'll make so many dishes that we have to wash and da, da, da. And then, but this very time practical. she was like very like on board with it. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, let's just, let's do it then. And so anyways. I'm usually on board with anything you want to make. You make anything <laughs> you for me, I am on board. Uh, it was very good. And um, we just ate the last of it today. Anyways, um... Then Monday, uh, we go, and, and um, Luis's brother had a birthday party. And I was going to go go-karting that with was them. For, um, before the birthday party, there was like a pre-party at a go-karting place. And so I was going to go with them. Or the um, elite few. And then, and then for some reason, I forget why, but we went out and started Luis's car, and it wouldn't start. The battery was completely dead, like deader than dead. And so oh, I went away that morning for, I went out for breakfast that morning and that's I tried right. to take my car and you tried to take your car and it wouldn't work. And so yes. we were like, what in the world is going on? So long story short, figured out that, um, the alternator had a bad voltage regulator in it, which was putting too much voltage to the battery and it was overcharging the battery and fried the battery. Um, thankfully the battery was still under warranty and we were able to get it swapped out. The alternator was brand new. So we were able to get that swapped out as well. And I replaced the the alternator with a new one yesterday. Um, and then went to AutoZone yesterday, um, after replacing the alternator and got the, got the battery and alternator tested and they were like, Oh, your voltage regulator on this alternator is bad too. Imagine that. Two alternators in a row. Two and in a row. The same mal... What's it called? Malfunction? Malfunction. I don't know. I don't know. They're, same problem. So, meanwhile, this is this is a fun fact. Well, I, the same weekend that I'm um, watching Dairy Queen's quality control and making sure they're doing their thing with, with turning over serving, Jeff is like frustrated with the quality control people at the <clears throat> alternator place. Yeah. And I wish I would have just had them test because when I took the old the 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 new old the old new alternator in um to get it replaced for warranty, 
they were like, oh, well, we have to test it. And they tested it on their machine, and they're like, yep, it's bad. And so I tested it on, or sorry, we got the new alternator, and then I should have just had them test it right away. I was like, I, I thought about it, and I was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, yeah, this one's bad. And it also makes a whining noise. So it's, yeah, it's obviously got something wrong with it. Um, so, yeah, we have to do all that, fix it up again. <sighs> so tomorrow I have an appointment in Napanee and an appointment in Shipshawana. So I guess yeah. I'm walking or biking to both of them. Well, she's going to take my car and I'm going to drive her car to work. And then if it starts, I don't know. And then we'll, yeah, we're going to we're gonna see. I, I, we haven't even tried to start it yet today. I still have money on my bird scooter app. <laughs> Good bird yeah, scooter. you won't be able to do that yeah, all the way probably, down there. Probably uh, get me about a mile. Well, it would stop before it got there. Do they have to be within a certain range? Yeah, they won't let you drive them too far away. Makes sense. Anyways, so now we have car troubles. So if somebody wants to buy a car that's got alternator issues. It's um, a great car. It's a great car. We'll sell it to you for a good deal. So Its name is Eustace. So it has a great name too. Oh, yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's and our. I am just stoked about getting a minivan. Doesn't that sound fun? It doesn't, but... I think it does. <laughs> you guys can argue, you fans can give us some feedback on uh, whether minivans are great or not. Uh, I personally am just, I'm not super stoked about getting a minivan. I would rather get something like a SUV-ish, like a mid-range type of thing first. Um, but uh, I would they, rather they get are like practical, a, they're comfortable, you can haul people around. So... I would rather get like a 15 passenger Ford Transit, but I have to wait till we have more kids to fill it up. <laughs> that sound better, Jeff? That wouldn't even fit in our lane. Would that sound better? No. Okay. He's he doesn't like vans. I want the the Ford Vanzit, Ford Ford Vanzit, Ford Transit Connect, like that. Not the Connect, but the but the um the minivan version of the Connect. My I opinion what it's is called. that those are ugly. Uh yeah. Anyways, so. But yeah, so that's our stories from the weekend. We've had a big weekend. A um, lot of stuff happened around here. So yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. We had fun making memories. It's been a very did, eventful it, we summer. We've been able to do lots of trips and yeah, just go exciting places and have fun experiences. Mm-hmm. And we're super grateful for that. Our life is probably going to change a lot with a baby. So we're enjoying Mm-hmm. The last couple of months, we actually are. We just bought. Can I tell them this? Yeah. We just bought uh, tickets to Italy. We had a big Europe trip um, planned for last year, and uh, COVID canceled that. But it seems like Italy and several countries in the EU are opening up. So we decided to shorten the trip and um, make the trip less complicated or less yeah. complex. And so we're just going to Italy. We're just going to explore Italy and not go to other countries. And we're going to go for about 10 days, um, beginning of August. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really stoked about it. So, all right. Um, that's all we have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode, this extra bonus episode. And, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, we are recording this on uh, Wednesday, uh, July 7th, 2021. It may not show up on your feed for a few days um, but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. And, um, I thought about calling Layton to get a word of the week, but then I was like, nope, we're just gonna, Hey, we can make up our own word of the week. Oh, 
No, it's Layton's segment. Okay. I won't steal it. Um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, just uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time. See you later.